moments will be lost in time. Like tears. intro <laughs> great no that's like that's the thing now we've like we're 25 episodes into this you might as well just but that's the same thing but you start it yeah like, don't throw well it's a cut in we usually every episode cuts in in an awkward moment of us debating how to begin yeah, the episode that's, that's our dynamic and then we're just here yeah watching my friend Dahmer because that was the intro and here we are <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was my pick. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. As our listeners could have guessed. And um, you did something cool with your pick, so why don't you tell us what that was? Yeah, so I I kind of wanted to do an adaptation of a movie, so I made these mm, two... No, the other, the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Not an adaptation of a movie. You did... Oh, I did the adaptation... That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did the ad. The movie was an adaptation of a graphic novel, so I made them read the graphic novel and then watch the movie. I don't know what Michael did, so that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, n- none of us know what Michael did, and frankly, none of us want to know. But the other interesting thing is that that graphic novel is an adaptation of a true life story. Yeah, yeah. It- it's called Mouse by Art Spiegelman. <laughs> <laughs> no that movie would be sad yeah that movie would be so sad i think they did do a movie did they i hope not Ooh, (laughs) it's a (laughs) controversial opinion for me haven't they haven't they had enough movies (laughs) i know you got your five goes west you got your secret of nim i forgot secret of nim was a thing that movie's... Secret of Nim is amazing. Okay. So, the actual one we did was... <laughs> oh, yeah, what we did... <laughs> we, uh, we, why don't you introduce my friend Dahmer? Um, okay, so... It's kind of... Okay, so I'm going to do it from the graphic novel perspective, because the graphic novel's kind of easier, I guess. So, my friend Dahmer is about Jeffrey Dahmer, but it's kind of told through the eyes of Durf Backdurf, which is the stupidest name. But it's kind of it's kind of like told his story is kind of told through him and it's his final I think two years of high school before he picked up um Stephen Hicks off the road and then like murdered him. But yeah, that's basically my friend Dahmer. It's basically like it's just the last two years of Jeffrey Dahmer before like he actually became a quote-unquote monster and he started murdering young boys and stuff like that and it kind of deals with his um his kind of like his parents and his issues at school and his alcohol like the start of his alcoholism and uh his sexuality which is like a big thing that i really liked about the movie that they touched on and um yeah yeah just student life before before you start a killing people. Now, I want to know, did you read the comic first or did you watch the movie first? Like, what order did you discover this story? I in? read the comic. I had read a little bit of the comic a long time ago, like when it first came out. Kind of, Not when it first came out, but like when I started getting back into comics. And then 
I saw the movie. God, shit. I saw the movie. Like, it was like a free screening. And this girl had, like, the best Jeffrey Dahmer jacket on. Like, she had, like, the back of her jacket was, like, um, I eat boys. And I was just, like, can I marry you? Just real quick, because I want your jacket so bad. But anyway. but There was it serial was... killer cosplay at the... <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody was, like, everybody was super into it. It was really weird. There were, like, people who had, like, murder podcasts there. It was, like, I was, it was, yeah. The director was, like... This is this is cool yet creepy. I like. Is there a name for Dahmer fans? No, I don't think so. I know there's name. I know there's probably like a name for Bundy fans. Well, the Dahmer fans could just be Dahmer heads because you know he kept all those heads. <laughs> so right, sort of sneaks up on you. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, but like, there's no like, cl- like, like Bundy. Like, I'm sure there are Bundy Bros. Yeah, there. like that just rolls off the tongue. If there isn't, if there, if there's not, there should be. That's a really nice name, anyway. But um, yeah, no, I read the comic first, and then I saw the movie because the movie just came out like last year. Oh, it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's um, I'm trying not. I'm trying not to sound like creepy as fuck right now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> dummy it down. What? <laughs> no, go ahead. What? <laughs> well, no, because you're, 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 you're just a, you're a general true crime fan. Yeah, right? I like it a lot. It it gets to a point where I know a lot more about Jeffrey Dahmer than any other serial killer, and I'm like, I'm trying not to give you fun facts, but I want to. But um. <laughs> Yeah, but I really, like, this movie was, I I like, like, the graphic novel was something very different than the movie, which I mm-hmm. kind of really wanted you guys to see in general, because, like, the graphic novel is kind of told from Durf's perspective looking into Jeff yes. Dahmer's life, and then the movie is mo- mostly, like, Jeff Dahmer with Durf in Cloak's proximity, until, like, the last few minutes of, like, the film where, like, Durf goes to his house and then he's just like, uh, I don't feel comfortable here. But it's, like, it's so interesting to see, like, how both the movie and the graphic novel kind of, like, comes together. And then looking at the true life, like, crime, it's kind of like, oh, no wonder. And, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think of, what did you guys think of, like, the graphic novel part of it? Because I'm sorry I had you read stuff. It's okay. We know how to read. But do you? I'm just kidding now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the graphic novel, at first I was a little curious of what what it was going to be like because it seemed to sort of have that, like, R. Crumb art style to mm-hmm. it. Um, and he's quoted on the cover. So I was like, all right, well, no wonder this goes together. Um, and that art style, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of like intentionally ugly, making people look like lumps of meat art style. But it was <laughs> entirely appropriate for the setting and the character. So I, I kind of rolled with it as it went on. Um, I really liked how the graphic novel was an outsider perspective. Um, and how it was really more about Durf and his circle of friends and how Dahmer was just on the periphery of all that for all time. Um, and so I was actually a little disappointed that the movie didn't go with that perspective because I found the perspective to be one of the most interesting aspects. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Nat, Nat Wolf is not... I don't want to follow around Nat Wolf or Nate Wolf or whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. I don't. I don't want to follow around. I don't want... I don't want him in my vision all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Michael? Uh, well, I, I I read it after I saw it. Um, of course you did. <laughs> so uh, you're reading it now, aren't you? Just flipping through, trying to be. Relevant. Hold on, hold on, and done. It's so <laughs> the uh, uh, it's really funny because I had. Um, billy's thought in reverse sort of um about the because it's called my friend Dahmer, and 
after I finished watching the movie, I was like, oh, it's it's odd that it wasn't like more from the perspective of Durf. Um, and then reading the graphic novel, I was like, oh, it, it, it this is from the perspective. But it's, it's so it, it works better in a movie, especially when Dahmer is your main character, to have him be the focus, especially when he's the more interesting part like the movie would be weirder if they just kept it as like several vignettes of stories that they'd heard like (laughs) without actually getting an insider look at Dahmer which in the graphic novel he does say like in all the annotations and whatnot that he did like uh, um, what's it called Uh, dramatize conversations that he believes Dahmer did have with his mother and stuff like that Um, But for a movie, it makes way more sense to follow him and, like, see more of those, right? Um, Well, for for this movie, as it ended up, it did. I think you could do a movie following following Durf. I think you would probably have to have more voiceover in it, in aspects like that, that were present in the graphic novel. Yeah, you... But I, I can totally see a movie. You just have to probably make Durf and his friends more interesting than they currently yeah, are. You, yeah. You, you, you could. You could sort of do like a Stand By Me that happens to have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Stand By Me, but then with a little Halloween in there because Michael Myers is just also going to there school. There was, because um, as I was saying that, I was like, actually, you could maybe pull it off because there was a, uh, I don't know if it's the one that's coming out with Zac Efron, but there was a Ted Bundy movie script that was on the blacklist a couple of years ago that was Mm -hmm. i can't the title was pretty plain and it was just about like this handsome guy who's at work like struggling to you know live his life like just sort of like a uh just some like boring kind of drama movie and then at the end you find out he's ted bundy like they kept it a secret And I was like, there's no way that could get made, because how could they not advertise that it turned out to be Ted Bundy? Um, but there is a way to sort of, so, to make it, you know, different. I feel like that's a twist you could do in maybe an episode of an anthology TV series. Yeah, instead of yeah. stretching But you're right, yeah. the, the marketing of a movie would ruin yeah. that. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to, so, um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed both the movie and the graphic novel. I like that art style, that sort of like, Arkham like twisted take on old Felix the Cat and Popeye serials kind of like bulgy like <laughs> grotesque thing um like I thought a lot of the the splash pages and the <coughs> exterior shots like the what are they called the setup shots what are those called mm-hmm. they all they looked like gorgeous establishing like, shots yeah that's what I mean <laughs> with the just with the heavy like blacks um (laughs) don't (laughs) isolate that (laughs) um so the 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 style definitely worked for me um i think it was a little like uh the writing was really good in some places and then like a little too like um i guess uh i don't know a little too on the nose in other points like i remember when i watched the movie mm-hmm. and the scene happens where they like they sneak Dahmer into all of the the group photos and then yep. the teacher comes in and she's like no we can't have that what this is ridiculous Dahmer isn't in any of these clubs and she like blacks out his face with a marker i was like oh mm-hmm. that's pretty on the nose to have that happen and then when i read in the book that that actually happened and he had a photo of like yeah. Dahmer's face black yeah. I was like well that's really <laughs> yeah. cool but then Durf also adds a part at the bottom is like oh and this is a great representation of how Dahmer must have felt it's like that's sort of implied he didn't have to do it <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's already a little like a little like well that's also in the book I was more willing to to, to roll with that because it was autobiographical and it's like you're kind of sacrificing maybe the high-level quality of writing for the visceralness of the fact that the writer was Yeah, there. like those parts, that, like all the parts, um, all the stories were, were very good and well-observed. Um, just a couple of times when he tried to put, um, 
put a point on it, like put a button on it. I was like, that's unnecessary because I think he did a good job <laughs> of telling the stories as is. And we can like draw our own conclusions as to why those are interesting. Um, but overall, like I really enjoyed it and I really appreciated at the end, all the like um, not not necessarily end notes, but like when he talks about like all the actual like research he put into it, um, it was the whole thing was very interesting. Um, Incha, what, what what was your take on the actual comic and the art style? I liked it. I like, because I kind of agree with Michael. Like, I like, especially, particularly for this story, I like that the art style was ugly. I don't want to see pretty things when a cat is being dipped in acid or, like, when somebody is, like, having, like, sweats about. Like, I like, it's, it's very odd that like I like that it was oh god I don't know I love this movie so much but okay I like I like the art style just because of the fact that it's his art style is not afraid to do the R crumb thing where it just needs to be ugly to fit mm-hmm. the style of what he's trying to say he's not a good writer at all but he is a good person like with with some of with some of the pages who Dom- you kind of see a good person? Yeah, Dahmer's a great person. <laughs> but like with some of the art where it doesn't have dialogue, you kind of just get it. And yeah. I think that's where Durf, like Durf's art style with this book, it just, it, it says a lot more than what it's implied. And I think that's right. maybe the best part of the book. Like not where he's like trying, like back explaining things to you mm-hmm. that he has already explained and then you already see it, and then you're just like, "Thank you for that, I guess." Yeah, but like, <laughs> if I, if I, if you took out like some of the boxes of his sort of ongoing narration, I think it would work a lot easier. Like, um, when, but I mean, though, it, it was like self-published, right? Basically, like, yeah, yes. like he kind of, yeah. So I'm sure, he, I'm sure he had an editor and he had whatever, but like. He got final say, yeah. so I get why it, it feels a little like too much, like over at points. Um, but like like yeah. you were saying with the art style about how it like can go ugly, I think that's why I really liked it because it it's like it sort of works with the clash of like this guy's seemingly normal childhood, and then there happens to be a serial killer that he grew up with. Um, it. I think the art style lends itself to that because it can go from like very cartoony, like just a cartoony sort of small town in the seventies or eighties. Was it eighty? What seventies? Late seventies. Late seventies. And then instantly it can turn like extremely grotesque. And I think it's it's kind of mirrored in the um the movie itself when it's like it it's shot and you sort of forget for a second sometimes that it's like a Dahmer biopic and it just seems like a teen comedy at points. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, <laughs> oh, but also he's Jeffrey Dahmer. And he, he's tearing the guts out of a dog. Yeah. And like some, and like another thing about like the art too, is that like it's designed to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's <laughs> another thing that it does very well. And it translated to the movie very well. Cause like, even though like the art style is ugly and you're doing like, and like, you know, it's just, it's, it's really grotesque and like, it's uncomfortable. It really translate very well onto screen where like some of the scenes, like the scene where him in the mall, that scene, that whole thing is so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable yeah. to read and it's uncomfortable to watch, but like it translated so well from page to screen. And I'm like, uh, so that, so that. Well, I almost thought those aspects um, were changed so much for the film <coughs> version and rightfully so. Um, but I, th- I thought the page did a lot better at capturing those moments because it was able to be so grotesque mm-hmm. and it's because what they were doing was so grotesque and they really had to just tone it back for the movie because otherwise the movie would be in super poor taste because everything that they were doing was like what a 17 year old boy thinks is funny which is horrible and what nobody should be doing yeah and like usually usually <laughs> with this art style the reason i don't like it is because i feel like it lacks empathy. 
Um, but that, again, that was perfect for this story, which was about a lot of characters who kind of did lack empathy. But that's, like, a really interesting thing, though, because even though, like, the art, like, even though, like, you think the art style, like, like, lacks empathy, like, looking at the story in general, the whole story sort of lacks empathy, but then you, you, like, sort of empathize with Dahmer. Mm -hmm. And you kind of like you're you're like that's one thing about the movie and the book for me that like really messed me up like after like coming from it because I was like, why do I feel bad for this terrible person who has killed all these people? But then looking at his life story from the perspective of like Durf and then from the perspective of like this movie with him, you kind of just you're like everybody around him was actually pretty terrible and he did this yeah. only to fit in and only to do this and only to do that and try to be normal but it's like he couldn't to sort of uh um argue against a point i was making earlier a, th- a thing a thing that... <laughs> which i think is fine, especially in this movie i think it's fine that we are gonna go back and forth on it because there's a there's just a lot of conflicting ideas here in a good way i i think something that the the graphic novel does better than the movie or actually does that the movie doesn't is in his in uh durf's narration in the book he actually makes a point of saying like how could the teachers like how could any adult not notice something was wrong with Dahmer? and you yeah. you sort of get you get hints that like the teachers sucked and didn't care at all like that sleeping teacher <laughs> during uh, and like that his parents like you get a lot of stuff about his parents but like i think yeah. there is a lot more with his parents yeah his dad especially but i think oh. the book does a good job of like of saying there could have been who knows like i think he even says like uh Dahmer could have had a, a sad but like perfectly normal existence like loaded up on medication living with his dad for the rest of his life if somebody had like taken a notice and like yeah. gotten him some help um mm-hmm. which i think is a good point to make because it sort of explains well, it, why it, we it, empathize if if not fully with him but at least understand yeah. i guess yeah it's almost as if durf was was writing that story with the main question hanging over all of it it of being was I complicit in making Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. And the answer... Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> and that's, a, like, one thing that... This is, like, kind of going into a weird dire- another direction, but, like, the one thing that I kind of hated between the book and the movie was the portrayal of Durf. Not because of the fact that I hate Nate Wolf, but... It's Alex Wolf. It's Nat Wolf's brother. I, I hate them both. Okay. Both of them are terrible. Sorry. Before you go on to your point, just while we stumbled there, um, I'm going to make you feel better about that because right before we're going to record, I'm looking at the IMDb page and you're telling me Jesse Eisenberg isn't in this movie? What are you talking about? You thought that was Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> 30-something-year-old Jesse yes, Eisenberg? I did, Michael. That's okay, terrible. no, 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 but that's also why I stumbled when Incha said it just came out last year. I thought this what movie, movie was a little bit, I don't what know why, I thought it was a little bit older, and I thought I'm literally Jesse Eisenberg. Are you watching like, <laughs> Batman versus Superman while we're watching something I ha- Yes, I have notes in my notebook here, it's like, wow, it's interesting that the same actor played Mark Zuckerberg, Lex Luthor, and Jeffrey Dahmer. Wait. No, we're not talking about. We're talking about Dirk, not the guy who played Dahmer. No, yeah, I th- I thought Jesse oh. Eisenberg no, played Dahmer. No, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's also not because he has hair and glasses, and that can obscure a face. You wear glasses. No, Did you think you were in the movie, Billy? <laughs> Actually, you know what? You look a little like Dirk. It's insane. I am like pulling my hair out here that you thought. Jesse Eisenberg was in this movie. You piece of shit. He also has, like... (laughs) He also has, like, Kirsten Dunst, like, face blindness. So, like, what do you expect from Billy? That's why you need... That's that's why you need all your your comic book art to be extremely, like, empathetic. (laughs) Like, I can't tell one drawing from another. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think, like, the end conclusion of Film Runners is going to be that I, like, legit have face blindness or something like that. Do you recognize, would you recognize Adrian Brody going down the street? I would recognize Adrian Brody in a darkened hallway. That's (laughs) kind of weird, dude. That's weird. A darkened hallway? Well, if I'm in a if I'm in a darkened hallway and then it's like Adrian Brody's there, like the first thing that comes to my head is going to be like, Adrian, what are you doing here? Can I call you Adrian? Do we have that relationship? Would you look at him from like a side shot and then see the nose and be like, yes? That's okay, why the hallway's dark. His nose or... is blocking the light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting back to the movie and ignoring Bill. Yes, Incha, your original point about Durf. Durf from the book compared to Durf from the movie. Oh yeah, now that I know that is Alex Wolf. They're both terrible. I like them. <laughs> they're they're so terrible. I've only ever seen them like I liked uh the brother in Death Note. I liked it. Oh, movie. I was about to ask which one was the one in Death Note. Was that Nat Nat Wolf? Nat Wolf. Okay, they're both yeah. terrible. I liked it. Oh, I liked him in that and I liked Alex Wolf in this. <laughs> and I think those are the only things I <laughs> They were in a tiny show well. together, weren't they? A tiny show? Like a Nickelodeon show? Yeah, Zack and Cody, right? No. God. No. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of... Uh, That's Cole and Dylan Sprouse. The Olsen twins. Olsen <laughs> twins. Do the, are the Sprouse fan base called Brussels Sprouses? No, it's a very divided fan base. You're not allowed to be a fan of both. You're either a Dylan or a Cole. Hardcore. It's like a Hatfields and McCoy situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this this tangent reminds me to ask Incha a question. You like uh, Ross Lynch, the guy who played Dahmer, right? Yes. I've never seen him in anything or heard of him from anything. He was really good in this, though. So what did you like him from? Nothing. Oh, you just like him as a person? No, I really liked him in this. Like he. Oh, I thought you knew about him before this. Well, I did. Well, he was in like a teen beach movie. Like, why would I watch that? <laughs> What decade? Yeah, he is eighty-seven. I swear. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. He was in Beach Blanket Bingo. I swear to you, he was in a Disney Teen Beach movie, and it was terrible. Yeah, it's literally called Teen Beach Movie. The only the only Teen Beach movie I can think of is the one with the American. Yeah, I was just gonna say Zach and Kelly, (laughs) the Justin and Kelly. Sorry. (laughs) It's literally called Teen Beach Movie, and there's a Teen Beach Movie 2, and it came out in 2013 and 2015. It came out twice? Well, teen- <laughs> uh, guys, no one seemed to go to this movie, so we're going to put it out again. I'm oh, sure it was just a mistake. I, oh my god. I feel like, I, I, I swear to god, I always feel like I'm going mental when I talk to you people. Especially about movies. Okay, I'm going to send you Teen Beach Movie. That's Maybe. fine. We're okay. Next week on Film Runners. It wasn't good. He was also in the Muppet movie. Ross Lynch was in the Jason Siegel one? Mm, most Wanted. Uh, I, I Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, it. that's coming up here. Yeah, he was the young florist. Oh, of course, a bravura performance. <laughs> oh, who could forget? Oh. Who could forget that? The only florist scene I remember from any movie is the room. So, oh, and uh, that shitty movie, the uh, Gary Marshall movie that's a holiday. The holiday? No, because I think Patrick Dempsey's character works as a florist, or Ashton Kutcher's does. You know, he named his movies after like Arbor Day and Mother's Day and shit like that. Oh, like like Valentine's. Yeah, Day. it was one of those. One of yeah. the characters was a florist, <laughs> and I have a distinct memory of that. Like when you said florist, that scene popped into my head from that movie. So, Incha, what did you think of the difference between Durf in the book and the movie? <laughs> I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No. Okay. So, Durf. In the graphic novel was a lot since it came from his perspective he was a lot more empathetic towards it like he was the first one at the mall scene mm. to kind of be like this yeah. is wrong See, why are we doing yeah, this that's a good example and then, like, of where it, i thought alex wolf was very good i thought he was really good in that scene of selling him being uncomfortable about it but you go on sorry yeah but like that's the like that's one of the things like i didn't i didn't i didn't buy him being uh-huh. uncomfortable in that scene in the movie because i was just like in the in the novel like it, it kind of just felt like 
it felt like he was he just felt so sorry about it and then that's when like he was just like all right i'm cutting this off that's gonna stop like we're gonna try to treat him better i guess but then like in the movie it was kind of like i feel bad up into a certain point but then we can still do something with him but i still feel bad like it was i don't know like i did i didn't buy it as much as i did in the graphic novel and then that like one kid felt bad for him way before and then Durf was just like no guys it's gonna be cool we're just gonna make him do some crazy shit today and tomorrow and the next day and then collect all the money and then maybe give it to him and then still make a fan club out of it and then still do all this stuff like it it just felt like he was just like a dick upon a dick upon a dick upon a dick and like it never stopped until a certain point where he thought he was gonna get yeah killed. he was definitely i did i did appreciate yeah. that <laughs> durf wasn't afraid to be like oh yeah i was a total asshole as a kid as you know most teenagers are jerks for the most part so it so it makes sense but, uh, I, I, I thought it was kind of lame how there was a scene in the movie where it's like well what if Dahmer completely forgave me and if i had a beer with him? <laughs> like it kind of seemed like he was overriding really his past there even the scene with with Neil, where it's like, "Well, I, what if I had apologized?" To oh him? Yeah. yeah, I forgot he apologized, <laughs> but it, he didn't write it. It wasn't written like uh, Dahmer forgave him, because like Dahmer was luring him into the house to kill him. Yeah, that's what it ended up being. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure the direct didn't the director write the script for it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's hard to blame her for any additional scenes that aren't in the graphic novel. Yeah. I'm sure there was input, though. But Durf had, like... But Durf had, like, a... He, he did go along with him and, like... Yeah. Actually help him with yeah, it. Yeah, but... So he could have been, that like... that point, I also disagree that that <laughs> was, like, written to make it seem like Dahmer forgave him for anything he did to do... Anything he had to do with, like, being mean to him. Going back to like... that scene... Oh, sorry. Oh, I guess we're done uh, disagreeing with Billy. I guess we gotta move on right away. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. God, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, Oops, that's sorry. why I stopped and let you continue. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Alright. Going back to that scene in the mall. Um, so I think the reason we don't get as big a shift from Durf there is because Dahmer really isn't going as wide with his mocking of cerebral palsy and spasms in the movie and again i think that's fine but like we get that big swell of music in that scene and i'm watching it going well he's not really doing much more here than he did earlier in the movie well this scene was kind of like this is gonna this is gonna sound weird coming from me but this is like this it was kind of the scene where you see Jeffrey Dahmer kind of like switch I think that's why you don't get as much of what he did in that scene from what he did before like actually spazzing out in school and doing like that because like this scene he's like you could tell how done he is Mm -hmm. and you could tell in the graphic novel there's like that I think it's like in part two where this scene happens where like you just it's the switch where you're just like you go from Jeff to Jeffrey and it's just he's he's done being this person he's also drinking a lot by this point so like he's immediately just like overwhelmed and like just completely knocked out and like i think that was a good it was just like a good just switch over from what he used to do to what he did and i think the music being i love the music in this the music throughout the whole film is fantastically like, used it's so subtle and then like when it amps up it really amps up and then like it's it just it flows so well and i think that's like it's it's another really great credit to like the character drivenness of this film where you don't get that a lot that's another reason why i really do like the film a little bit more than the graphic novel because of the fact that like it's so character driven from jeffrey dahmer's perspective that you get a lot more of the empathy you feel kind of a certain way with him via the music and via like him just like breaking down all over the place and i'm like "Hmm, i'm sorry your teenager sucked also your dad tried 
We got you a exercise kit. Ooh, that's another thing. I kind of thought um uh like that scene where he comes in with the 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 barbells. Yeah. Was uh was really ominous, <laughs> but I, the movie doesn't pay it off unless you know that he killed Stephen Hicks with those. Oh, did he? Yeah, he strangled him with the. Yeah, he like strangled him with the the barbell. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised, but but I mean, I thought the movie ended like right where it should have. So I don't know how they could have paid it off, but um, yeah. But it is a nice little, not a nice little tidbit, but it's a little. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting to talk about because. They moved that from the <laughs> from the book to the movie. They moved his first murder to the very end. Yeah. And so they actually ended up reordering certain mm-hmm. scenes, like um, that scene in the car with Durf was originally with Michael in the book, and I assume in real life, which was supposed to take place after the murder. Yeah. Which I think was a good call, especially with the switch yeah. from... Um, the book being like Durf's perspective mm-hmm. to Dahmer's perspective because the movie ends at the point <coughs> that it should, whereas Durf's life kept going yes. and he kept, they kept talking and telling stories, but um, so it was a good, it was a good switch. I would say sure. the the book is about, uh, is about Durf, whereas the movie is about jeff dahmer and not jeffrey dahmer if that makes sense like because he makes that switch the the period that we are focused on is very much jeff oh you want to know one thing i did want to ask how did you guys feel about like the the kind of weird the doctor change but not not the doctor (laughs) not yet but (laughs) the kind of weird change of like jeffrey dahmer's mom from book to screen Uh, yeah i was gonna ask how do we feel about anne hayes for everybody (laughs) Well, I'm going to separate my feelings for Anne Hayes with the, <laughs> the character. I, I was really upset that they took away the mother's cerebral palsy in the movie. Right? Because, like, that was, like, a really big part of it. And then, like, they just gave it to the decorator and were just like, okay, well, that's it. And then it's like, no. That was a really big part of his life. His mom. <laughs> like, yeah. It seemed like, like, it really seemed like the movie thought it would be in poor taste, but it's like, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, that's like the least of your concern, to be yeah. honest with you. Your main character murders people. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Michael? Either Anne Hayes or the mom, it doesn't matter. Mostly Anne Hayes, though. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, I don't know, I wasn't a fan. I didn't find her, she was, uh, she was terrible pl- okay playing like playing manic you know like it was very performy <laughs> which <laughs> uh nobody else in the movie mm-hmm. was really like that like i really like dallas roberts the guy who plays his dad yeah. i thought he was going for a real john ritters type thing yeah he's that actor is very rittery which so I, I was all, it also sure. made me chuckle when uh, they're watching three's company <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Yeah, the I don't know the the change with the mom was uh, odd. I mean, with her. Also, there's one more part too. The 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 worst the one of the worst parts of the movie, the stoner. Yeah, figs. Mm. It. I had no idea that was even supposed to be figs. That guy. Yeah, it was weird. But before before we get too far away from the mom, I want to say it also I think really hurt the performance that we just watched. I Tanya with another <laughs> like um, trash mom who was just done way better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just give all the roles to Alice and Janney. Just let her do everything. Let her do all the moms. Who would play Alice and Janney in the Alice and Janney biopic? Alice and Janney. Oh my god. She'll CGI it like Jeff Bridges in Tron. Oh, perfect. Is she dead, Billy? She could do She could do her own role. You, you think fine. you think yeah. Alice and Janey can play Alice and Janey at fifteen right now? Mm-hmm. We're going back that far. If I'm if I'm sitting back for an Alice and Janey movie, I want that to be a three hour epic. <laughs> I feel like if Margot Robbie can play like fifteen year old I Tanya, like Tanya, <laughs> and not I, look Tanya. fifteen. <laughs> <That's too many. laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, Michael, you wanted to talk about the Doctor? Uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting way of um, combining his discussion of, of Dahmer's sexuality with the jogger mm-hmm. aspect. I thought that was an interesting... And I also, like, I I hated the doctor yeah. when he gave him that dirty look when Dahmer popped a boner. Because it's like, dude, you made him cough three times. That's how long your hands were on his balls. Like, chill out. <laughs> yeah, and, like, at one point, it's just, like, with, like thing, things go on there. He's a teenager. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, that's the first teenage boy he's ever... Yeah, it's not even indicative. And also, no, you know what? We're giving him excuses. It's also, like, doctor, like, it's cool. It's fine if he's if he's gay. Like chill yeah that too also yeah but what a dick and you know what he wasn't even cute <laughs> he wasn't vincent carthys good actor not you know yeah he can he can look better i mean he looked better in the first season of Mad Men. yeah oh, it was good. way long ago not the later seasons when they when they made him his face is a little too round for a beard i think yeah. and the long hair i wouldn't yeah. mean, I would, if he was jogging past my yeah. house three days a week i i don't know if i'd feel it he's married to rory gilmore right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when he was a dick like that, I was like, I kind of want Dahmer to bash his brains. In <laughs> <laughs> this character, not the innocent jogger right. from the actual story, from the real, from the true <laughs> thing. I don't even think we saw the face of that jogger in the book. Yeah, I think we just saw him from behind or this or the side with hair in front of his face all the time. Made him truly anonymous. I did enjoy how even Jeffrey Dahmer is anti-gun. We got a we got a little anti gun message in the film. We got to find our heroes where we can in this day and age. <laughs> go to that. Go to the states and do. Go to the one of the marches and hold up a sign of Dahmer, like a picture of his face. <laughs> Just hold up a photo of Jeffrey. Like, Dahmer. No guns. <laughs> so what else we got, guys? Do you want to play your game? Ooh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a little game called. Who said it? Convicted killer or 80s movie star? (laughs) (laughs) This is going, I feel like this is going to be harder than I think. Uh, It could be. We'll see. But it's, it's, it's simple, you guys. All you have to do, I'll, I'll read a quote. You don't even have to guess who said it, like which movie star or which convicted killer. You just have to say whether a convicted killer or a movie star said it. Okay. 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 And I've got seven. Okay. All right. First one. I lived in Hollywood and I had all that. The Rolls Royce and the Ferrari and the pad in Beverly Hills. I had the surfboard and the Beach Boys. I'm Incha? Incha? I'll start with Incha. Convicted killer. Convicted killer? Yeah. Billy? I'll go with killer as well. It was. It was convicted killer Charles Manson. He was convicted yes! of murder and conspiracy. <laughs> yep. Portrayed by he was portrayed by Jeremy Davies in the 2004 TV film Helter Skelter. As so, soon as you said Beach Boys, I was like, no, yeah, good call. Just Charlie. I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure where to cut off that quote. I thought Beach Boys just, would give it I, away. I figured Hollywood was a misdirect. Yeah. So I'm glad I went with my gut on that one. Good call. All right, number two. It's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. When you depersonalize another person, view them as just an object, an object for pleasure, not a living, breathing human being, it seems to make it easier to do things you shouldn't do. Billy, convicted killer, or 80s movie star? This one, 80s movie star. Incha? I say the same, yeah. It is one Jeffrey Dahmer, convicted of murder, <laughs> child molestation, oh no! indecent That's exposure, funny. disorderly conduct, public intoxication. He was portray- That's the murderer who's in this movie. Yeah, he was portrayed by Jeremy see- Renner in the 2002 film Dahmer. See, that's why I don't pay attention to it, because Jeremy Renner was on it. There you go. Um, so no points. That, one's, that was embarrassing for you, Incha. No, I'm happy. I don't want to be associated with anything Jeremy Renner has to say. Even I. <laughs> Dahmer said it. Jeremy Renner didn't say it. No, Jer- like, Dahmer didn't say that, probably. Well, he probably said it. Out of the mouth of Jeremy Renner, it means nothing. <laughs> you're, you're being a little too much of a Dahmer stand. No, I hate, I hate Jeremy Renner so much. He's terrible. Human face, round, ill. Alright. Third, third one. Ready? 
Once in one's life, for one mortal moment, one must grab for immortality. If not, one has not lived. Incha? That's a... 80s movie star, convicted killer. It sounds like a movie star. It also sounds like a cult leader, so that's kind of fancy. Yeah, 80s movie star. Billy? I see, I feel, I feel like I recognize this one, so I'm going to go with 80s movie star. It was Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Star of such films as The Party at Kitty and Studs, Rhinestone, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and Spy Kids 3, Game Over. <clears throat> Good job, you're Guess both... which of those movies I've seen. Spy Kids 3, Game Over. And? Party at Kitty and Studs? No. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Hell yeah. Alright, you're both... That's my favorite Estelle Getty movie. Yeah. You're both tied 2-2. Two, two. Number 4. I'm sailing with The Rock, and I'll be back, like Independence Day, June 6th, like the movie. Billy? Convicted killer or 80s film star? Killer. Insha? We go 80s movie star. I know it's It was... Eileen Warnos, convicted on six counts of first-degree murder, portrayed by Charlize Theron in the 2003 movie Monster. Monster. Billy pulls into the lead. Those were actually words that she said uh, before being executed. Those were part of her final words. She referenced the movie Independence Day in her phone. Okay. Number five. I've made a lot of mistakes. But I worked hard. I have no fear of death. More important, I don't fear life. Uh, Incha? Um. Oh, no. Uh. 80s movie star. Billy? Yeah, movie star. It is disgusting human being steven seagal <laughs> 80s movie star and soon as you said disgusting human being i knew it was movie stars. I love that. star of such films as hard to kill out for justice out for a kill into the sun against the dark and my giant i've seen none of those you haven't seen my giant my giant no that billy crystal movie where he befriends a giant yeah. you're thinking of the iron giant right number six <laughs> I thought the media let the American public, as well as myself down, as well as Nicole and Ron down in trying to find the true perpetrators. Billy, is it Convicted Killer or 80s Movie Star? I kind of know this one, maybe. Killer. Incha? 80s Movie Star. Incha is correct, it is O.J. Simpson, <laughs> the 80s Movie Star. Star of the Towering Inferno, the Naked Gun, from the Files of Police Squad, and the Naked Gun 2 and a half, The Smell of Fear. What, am I wrong? Is he a convicted killer? Convicted killer. I didn't think this through. That was so good. That was was a very nice inclusion. Here's the last one. Final one. You're both tied. 4-4. Okay, we're tied? Yeah. Number seven. First of all, look at the Rocky films now, and if that isn't a cartoon series, there isn't any cartoon series. I mean, there's no way anyone's going to take that amount of punishment in 15 rounds. And we start with... who do we start with? Incha? Oh, you yeah. Billy. Okay, Billy. Movie star. You say movie star. Incha? You're tied right now, so... I know, I'm trying to do it. Yeah, movie star. I said movie star. You're both saying movie star? The answer is convicted killer and 80s movie star, Charles S. Dutton, star of Cat's Eye, Menace to Society, (laughs) Alien 3, and Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) Great actor. Great actor. Yeah, you both won. Five points (laughs) each. Not bad. All right, nice. (laughs) Virtual high five. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. I like that OJ one. And that was, who said it? (laughs) Convicted killer or 80s film star? (laughs) Oh, very 
very nice, Michael. That was a great game. Yeah, can we play more games on this show? We should play more games. <laughs> game Master Mike. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, the OJ one got Billy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you not know who it was when I, I specifically referenced Nicole and Ron oh, <laughs> and the true yeah, perpetrators? I, you know what? I was I, I was a little thrown out. I was thinking of Nicole Kidman and Ron Howard. Right. But... <laughs> The other famous murder victims. Yeah. <laughs> I thought... I, ah. Good job, though. Both of you. Five out of seven? Then great. Yeah, that's pretty good. For sure. Yay! <laughs> All right. What else are we doing here? Um, well, that... Um, yeah. Uh, let's look. Because that might be a nice spot. But do we, ha- do we have other parts that we have missed while we were talking about? Um... No, I think um, just the one of the first notes I have is that uh, Ross Lynch does a really good job of like acting physically awkward, you know. And after I read the graphic novel, I was like, oh, he totally nailed how Durf described him as walking with his like arms straight and his shoulders sort of pushed forward. Yeah, yeah. He did a really good job of capturing that. I really like Ross. I want him to do more things. I want him to do more things like this like kind of darky because being in a teen beach movie is not really doing much it's not a real thing <laughs> it's a real thing yeah. i just said to you he was in status update he was in <laughs> grapple <laughs> Grapple. if you thought high school was tough try wearing a singlet Two high school age oh brothers grapple God. on and off the mat over their love of the same woman. Isn't that One Tree Hill? Or was that basketball <laughs> they played? I think it was basketball they played on that. Remember in Saved by the Bell when whenever Zack and Slater would or mostly was Slater, I think. When Slater when was he was the wrestler. wrestler, yeah, and he'd wear that stupid singlet. <laughs> His yeah. nipples would be out <laughs> all, all episode. I know I'm in a mess and my dog ate all my homework last night. Right along. 